Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And I, 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 I'm Mike. <laughs> Mike is clearly having some technical difficulties tonight. Uh, by technical difficulties, it means that his uh, webcam is clearly fucking possessed by a demon. Mm -hmm. um, but that's okay because we've got Lindsay with us tonight. Maybe Hi, those Lindsay. emails I keep getting about them taking over all my systems and sending videos of me masturbating if I don't give them $690, maybe <laughs> they're real. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. Hello. I got one of those emails exactly like the one you described. Oh my God, uh, I get at least one per day now. I got one at my work at uh, not my personal work email in fact but rather a system email like like a, a distribution email and i'm like oh wow i wonder who this is addressed to <laughs> you know like who do they think they're reaching out to it's like it's like support it 165 at you know www whatever yeah it's clearly a dot gov website and and they're like sending this off with the idea that they got me on webcam and I want me to send $6,000 in Bitcoin. Like, I even know what Bitcoin is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I have a fucking clue. Dude, I'm 46 years old. I don't know shit about Bitcoin. The only thing I know about Bitcoin is that scammers keep trying to I dropped to get off me. the video. I can't fucking stand looking at that. I'm sorry. That's okay. So we're going to have a picture of Mike for the remainder of the show. Yeah, that's right. Show. You put a picture of me up there. This is ridiculous. I, I It's hurting me to look at that. <laughs> I was kind of getting hypnotized by it. And sort of like super distracting. So <laughs> like for me, not a good thing. You're going to we're going to have to figure this out. But yeah, I'm that, sure that it's a computer. It's not the webcam because uh, so the webcam is brand new and it actually has never been quite that buggy before. And I don't know. Have you rebooted the computer every time I use it? Update your drivers wow. as often as I need to. Did and you put your left foot in and your left foot out and then I, do you I shook that shit about and you did the hook okay. poke? Yes, okay. absolutely. Cool. Just making sure. Uh, I recommend putting it in the dishwasher. That <laughs> was, yeah, put it in the I'm dishwasher. getting to that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then and then throw it in the trash. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that sucks, dude. Uh, fuck. I guess you got to go back to your laptop. Does it still work? Uh, as far as I know, there's just no support for it anymore. So, well, I mean, run it till it wrecks. Run it till it wrecks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I can uh, look around. Well, we'll figure that kind of thing out later. Maybe we can set up a, a fucking GoFundMe. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not trying to be like close to the camera like the old lady who can't figure out Zoom. That's but, exactly uh, what you got going on there. I can tell you that there's no boogers in your nose. I will tell you that because I could see that there's none. Thanks. You're doing it. You're doing a fine job of uh, nose um, cleansing. Clean. I know. I was trying to hygiene. Hygiene. That's the word. I couldn't ah, think of. That is a. That's what they call it. I, the business uh, of five you know, dollar I, word. <laughs> yeah, I, forget, my, I forget how to say things. I had to um I had to introduce my son to deodorant. Oh yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a grand day when you have to do that? Because and, they invariably forget and then when you have to remind them later and be like, "Hey, remember that whole deodorant talk we had? It's even worse." 
except the fact that my kid has no sense of smell. Uh-huh. So um, I can't be like, what? You can't smell yourself? You know? <laughs> smell <laughs> you, you later. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. <laughs> so we're in the um, uh, like sour cheese and Doritos smell <laughs> mixed with B.O. part of raising kids. So that's good. I I always enjoy the uh, Italian restaurant kitchen guy and and cabbage smell. That's that's my favorite body odor that you get. Like it's a little bit spicy and almost in a way that makes you go, I could eat a sub right now. But at the same time, yeah. makes you go, oh, God, when's the last time the soap and water touched you? You know, right. yeah. Yeah, like cauliflower, but more pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a pissed off cauliflower, indeed. I, I I don't know. I feel like that's got to be the title of this one: pissed off cauliflower. Pissed off cauliflower. <laughs> I'm nominating I, it right I, off the bat. I always I always thought cauliflower, the, but more pissed off. My favorite uh, odor uh, for a person is the raw bacon smell. That's always my favorite. Uh, you know, you just made me think, oh, and, and, and since I've and since I've joined the ranks now, uh, fucking people that smell like patchouli. That's not, you know, I don't, I don't join the ranks of people that smell like patchouli. I'm just saying, you know, those kind of people are usually the ones who smell like patchouli. I've got to take up for patchouli though, and um, I'm oh no no no, yeah, I learned that there's many different kinds, and that some of them don't smell bad. But the one that we're all used to, it smells like the inside of a cassette tape tape case from the 1980s, you know, and and hippies. I'm see, I, I swear to God, I swear it was right here, but I do have this one right here, Nag Champa. Oh, um, people, uh. I don't know where, like, just wearing, like, raw dogging patchouli came from. <laughs> Maybe that came from, like, uh, I don't know, the 60s or 70s At or something. At Woodstock, like, it was a welcome odor. I guarantee yeah. it. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but um, patchouli is in, like, an ass load of perfumes. Yeah. And it's, it's a base note, though. And people, like, or is that what it's called? Like, the bottom note of a perfume, it's like, the butt <laughs> just yeah, kidding or like the foundation i don't know what to call it i don't yeah, know i, I honestly like, i honestly don't know yeah but um it's i learned this when i was um working at sephora uh i was a makeup artist for years and years but like i had to learn about everything in case i had to like cover somebody while they went to go to the bathroom or whatever or, you know help out this department when they were shorthanded but i i had to st- stand on this perfume wall and learned about like base notes and all this kind of stuff, which of course I've forgotten most of it, but like there's patchouli's in a ton of stuff. It's just that at some point it got like, people started wearing the oil on its own and it's not something you wear on its own. It's just not, it's not a, a smell that, it's not a mainstream smell. And but when you mix it with <laughs> other notes like vanilla and amber, it's beautiful. You just have to. I've wear always it. wondered what amber smells like. Oh, that's a whole different story, though. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I shall appreciate the shout out. Sure I actually, my uh, my neighbor does like essential oil stuff, 
and she has had because i told her i was like oh patchouli you mean that hippie stank like i don't want that stuff anywhere near me and she actually brought out several different kinds of like european patchoulis that i think that on their own if you smelled like it it wouldn't be the worst uh, obviously not the best either because we all know that would be like some kind of french vanilla but um as far as wait, the wait, wait, uh, whoa, 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 patchouli did you, just, you know. did you just put the shit on french vanilla no no no. i was saying french vanilla is awesome okay, okay. that's what i was saying okay cool 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 and like, uh well, you came out swinging with patchouli and then came out dropping elbows with french vanilla that's what i thought <laughs> i was like oh, God. no 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 no. well the, the elbows i was dropping were on patchouli from french vanilla got it yeah but it. Uh, it actually wasn't wasn't a terrible uh, odor. I, I got to say, I was saving said I was like, oh, some beard oil with a hint of that. And it might not be that bad. But apparently, yeah. you know, my beard oil likes are vastly different from Tom's. He made fun of me for the stuff that I gave him. I did not smell manly make... enough. No, I what did you, what not you wear, say that, dude. Come on. I didn't say anything like that. I said it smells too flowery and it makes me nauseous. Okay. And and you said not manly enough, but it's all no, right. No, I did it's, not. It's all, hey, 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 we all make mistakes why, sometimes why verbally and that's throwing, it. Why are you throwing me under the bus when I say for things that I didn't do? Oh, for didn't things you them. didn't do? Okay. Yeah. You're making Anyways, shit up. Uh, you, usually something minty or um, or something with a um, oh, what the hell's the name? Lat with a not not yeah, lavender. like a lavender smell. Yeah, yeah. See, I couldn't handle that in my beard. I like the like the. Um, you like the natural oils. No, I like the like the the woodsy smelling stuff. Yeah. Like, you like you like I, to smell like the old lumberjack, get some yeah. sandalwood in there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little, little I think evergreen. I have some stuff with sandalwood also. I have like numerous products downstairs. Yeah. I just, you know. I just didn't care for the one that you gave me. That one was just too floral for me. I never said anything about being manly. That's dude, I'm the most like non-manly man in terms of like you know, the whole toxic masculinity bullshit <laughs> thing. Like, you know that. Oh, here so, it is. Wait, wait, wait. The fun thing is, is that you can't fucking see me right now, and I'm laughing my ass off at you because you're getting so torqued over something so fucking stupid. Because, dude, it is <laughs> because it's it's a sticking point for me. It is a sticking point for me, and I haven't had enough alcohol yet. To I was gonna it. say, I'll, there's gonna be a lot of hills for you to die on tonight if this is the way it's gonna be, because <laughs> I am gonna run you into the no, ground. No, sir, because. I do need to be able to see you, and this whole non-camera thing is bullshit. I, well, think, hey, it's, I think it's personal. I think you're doing it in pers intentionally. I mean, if, if you'd rather have the crazy glitchy shit on there, you I'm know. not doing. I, this is going to be an audio podcast at this point. I'm just going to put like images up because there's no like, way. <laughs> Mike's Mike's fucking camera sucks, so now you can't see him. Yeah, until we get this solved next time. Yeah, but don't tell me it's going to be audio. And then low key, don't make it just audio because I'll be like this the rest of the podcast. Do whatever you want, yeah. And, and be and like not be aware of. <laughs> I was actually no. working on some stuff here while I was sitting here, and nothing seemed to do anything. So yeah, uh, yeah, we'll deal with it. Yeah. But I, I'm not making this a video podcast. Not this one. We'll just deal with it as an audio only, and no video and. Then you can do whatever the fuck you want with your face. <laughs> yeah. Although we are robbing the world of seeing you, which is not fair. Well, I'll have a I'll have a thumbnail. Because you are quite a fetching lass. We will have your picture in the thumbnail at least, because I need to do that. But yeah. 
Were you even listening to me? Nobody's listening to you, Mike. I didn't think so. She's ignoring me completely. Me? Are you talking to me? Yes. I was talking to you earlier. I said we'd be robbing the world of seeing you because you're quite a fetching lass and your face never changed once. You were just like this. I didn't. I swear to God. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was literally Googling, like, why is my camera glitching on Zoom? <laughs> so the moral to the story is you were thinking about me, but I was also thinking about you. Thank Even though you. I actually ignored you because I didn't hear what you now, said. Now, that feels, still... that feels like a more special connection. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. So what is everybody drinking tonight? I just have uh, uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. Your usual fare. My usual. Hey, Michael, have you had zero sugar, uh, uh, zero sugar Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream? I have not yet. I have that not. Is shit. You gotta get on that. I'm normally not a big strawberry guy. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Nope. But... Nope. I don't do that. Trust me. It's so good. Okay. It's so good. I was like, somebody told me. One of my friends told me that it was his jam. It was his go-to. It's one of my horror buddies. I trust his judgment. <laughs> Impeccable taste. You know what I'm it's saying? Like you said horror. one of your horror. It's not like you said one of your horror buddies. Tom horror. saw it on my. Tom saw it on my face as soon as you said it. I smirked and he went, "Oh God, I'm gonna have to fucking say something." Yeah. <laughs> Why not both? Buddies. I, Why not? So both? It could be both. I, yeah. I, yeah, it could be. Could yeah. be. Why not? And I'm both? sure he'd say the same about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. No, he, he told me to try it, and I was like, eh, I'm not really into like flavored sodas or whatever. Oh, God, I like, thought you were talking about being a whore. I'm sorry. Oh, you threw me way off there. I mean, both, really. <laughs> <laughs> The strawberry is a subtle, subtle strawberry. It is subtle. It's Good. this thing. It's literally in my trash can right in front of me because I just drank it. Yeah, it's really good. It's subtle. It's not strong at all. No, it's hmm. not uh, like I, um, I would have tried it anyways, but I will definitely make sure I try it sooner now. Oh, I see that. Hold on. I got a big ass mosquito. Oh, you mother. There's a skeeter on my Peter. Whack it off. No? Nobody wants to sing? All right. I'm just watching her track this thing like a cat. If she shoots her, if her tongue shoots out and she eats it, I will piss my pants. <laughs> ah. <laughs> like a fucking frog. Uh, I'm sure it'll find me in no time. The, Hope it yeah. sting never, in the face. I've never seen this many mosquitoes since I, like, when I moved here. It's just during the summer, we, and, and they love me, so every night, there's like a mosquito stuck in the bedroom with me and it's you know sometimes it's like my dreams will even get impacted by the fact that the son of a bitch is like you know in my ear and lands on me and bites me like bites my forehead and then I wake up violently thinking you know something's hurt me you know because I'm dead <laughs> asleep <laughs> it's an ongoing thing my son has like huge huge whelps all over his arms neck legs they just tear him up too Ugh. but they don't need anybody else in the house they i swear they go after i i'm fair-skinned and i noticed that you're fair-skinned and your son is definitely fair-skinned from the pictures yeah. i've seen i think it has something to do with that because my wife I has that issue blood too. type that could be it too i've heard that it's blood type which would mm. that would 
makes sense to me because like yeah my stepdaughter's fair um i mean my husband is fair until he started he started um working outside so but that wasn't until recently but he you know they didn't touch him all the time he was fair i heard um pheromones blood type like that type of body chemistry stuff has something to do with it okay yeah. i bet patchouli would keep him away you know Maybe. We, coming back to that i think you know my my scent was always dracar noir or noir <laughs> however you pronounce it dracar noir is my all-time favorite perfume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had the air fresheners in the car. I had the, it. you know, the colognes. They had the little bottles you could get for like, you know, a dollar or two, and mm -hmm. then the big bottle that was like, you know, twenty-five dollars, which so seemed like so much. Ones, you know? Which was yeah. so much back then. Twenty-five dollars was a ton back then. Yes. Considering, you know, like you weren't like the type like that was my splurge. Like I wasn't buying weed back then, so I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna uh -uh. Get some... no, God, I really I, wasn't. I don't think I bought weed until I was like 24 or 25. Right, right. Exactly. Up until that point, it was like it would end up in my hands and I'd be like, cool, you know. Sure. So, yeah, my big splurge was Dracar Noir. And, or however the hell you're supposed to pronounce it. And, Dracar uh, Noir, that's it. Yeah, and and I love that shit. It smells great. I still love it. I think it's incredible. And then the other the other one that is a, a, an extremely close second place. And then, I mean, it's like a, it's just an an ass hair. Is the original Green Herb? I don't know that one. That cologne is. Herb, like. Herve. H E R V E? No, C. C U R V E. Curve. Oh, curve. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have something now. I can't remember. It's like a Calvin Klein one, and it comes in a bottle that's shaped like a dude's body, which is kind of odd in and of itself. Like, isn't but... that um, CK1? Maybe it's CK1. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. All I know is that it smells really good. CK1's old school. It's good. It smells good, but it doesn't last very long. It feels like it fades away pretty fast. I feel like part of that has to do with us. Yeah. I, I feel a like lot. we get used to stuff because I feel like my shit doesn't last. But then when I'll get around people to be like, oh, you always smell so good. And I'm like, really? You should live with me. I well, don't it, shower a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Well, when you're seeing me, I've freshly washed my ass. But, you know, check me out on day five of uh, fucking the same sweatpants. <laughs> I do like five days in the same clothes. Like, I'm very much big on, you know, changing the drawers every yeah. day. Oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah. Change the undies, whatever's close to, you know... The bits yeah. get yes. changed. Yeah. And of I course. would for sure, like, you know, give it a little how's your father and clean mm -hmm. it up or whatever. But yeah. like how's your know, father? This, this, yeah. <laughs> but this this whole shit about, you know, every day you stand under hot ass water and scald your skin. It's terrible and for it. it. It's terrible. Yeah. Horrible for your skin. Yeah. Uh I don't yeah. shave a lot either. No, who cares? Why why should you? Just yeah, don't give I, a shit. Oh, natural is much is uh, I think much better for many reasons, and the not the least of which is 
the lack of time you have to spend on wasteful, you know, actions like shaving parts that people are never oh, yeah. going to see or it, uh, it, when I think about like when I tell y'all I'm serious just like the societal conditioning and shit which I think a, a lot a peak I really think it was at its peak during um, Gen X I think the only thing that we didn't have during that was uh, social media like really hardcore social media but it's like you know, heroin chic, all of that. And I don't know, it's just, I, I would sit in the bathtub. And when I first started shaving, I shit you not, I would, it would take me about 45 minutes to an hour to shave. And I used to shave my arms because one time a guy said something to me about the hair on my arms, which for the record was like, that you know really long peach fuzzy stuff that you first get when you get hair on your arms and then that you know changes he saw that and said something so i had to shave my arms and then pits and i would shave my face so that i wouldn't have peach fuzz on it i would shave back you know business i would shave my stomach i would shave my legs i would shave my butthole and <laughs> Uh, butthole still makes me laugh no matter what. Just the way he said it. Yeah. The butthole. Yeah. I love that word. But <laughs> I'd be yeah. afraid to get near my asshole with a razor. That's all. I just think uh, I might accidentally cut something or it's make actually, myself well, You don't no, like go not. over the balloon knot. You kind of, yeah. you kind of, you kind of go in a, in a circle around it's, it. It's like let's, mowing the lawn, buddy. Let's be honest. Who, who, who am I shaving my butthole for? Nobody cares. But it's so like, I'm not it's, doing it. It's like mowing the lawn, buddy. You go around the obstacles. You don't go straight over them. Well, you know. I mean, if you're going to do that, man. Oof. But, uh, yeah. I lost my train of thought. It, I, I probably... I don't know. May, I, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's a midlife crisis. But now that I'm older, I think about shit like that all the time. I oh, definitely yeah. think about um, how much time I wasted, um, you know, just just crying and uh, out of my mind sad over dudes now that post fucking Kurt Cameron and QAnon shit on their fucking Facebooks. <laughs> I can't believe the amount of time I hear I you, sister. Like into people that now as an adult like retroactively i look back and i can see them for the disgusting people they were then but how i looked at them and how i judged them as a person was also um influenced by my circle of influence and what was conditioned on me does that make sense yeah it does but i i feel that maybe you're 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 seeing i see your point but another way of looking at it is that those those moments, however wasteful they may seem, are are what formulated you into the person that you are now. They they are part of you. You, you can't sit there and say, "Well, you know, I like me now," except for that one part I did ten years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean you have to remember that you were younger and that you were ignorant to what you need to know to spot those people now you know how to spot them and you're that much stronger and you're that much more aware for that you know what i mean yes and i don't really look back with the perspective oh, i just had a really good feeling uh, i think my edibles 
picked. I, I I could see it actually right before you said it. I could see it. It's like yeah, I think those edibles are about kicking in there. <laughs> um, I don't so much like look back and think, uh, God, what a dumbass I was. I was such an asshole. Such a uh, just of uh, my. I had such stupid beliefs and blah blah. Even though I do those things, those aren't the things that I really lament. Like I really just sit and grind in that psycho circus in my head. It is more like thinking about. And I was just my friend posted something about this on a story <clears throat> today on Instagram, and I or whatever whatever it was. And I replied to it. And I was like, holy shit. And we had, you know, I was talking to him about it. Um, I more so think about like, wow, I wonder, and it's not like regret and it's not, it's not like sadness. It is, it is wistful wondering with maybe a little bit of, hmm, damn. Uh, but I think about like, what would I be like if I had not grown up in an evangelical Christian home? Mm-hmm. What would I be like if I wasn't um, socially conditioned with shit that kind of steered, you know, me a certain way? Like, what would I be if I were a neurotypical person? Mm-hmm. What would I be like if I didn't have PTSD? What right. would I be like without trauma? Right. Mm. Right. I, I think about that stuff. I do too. I think about it all the time. What I think is that if I had, if I had a chance to go back, knowing what I know now, I could avoid that trauma because I'd be prepared for it. I could overrun it. I don't know? think that's the way that that works. I think uh, if even if you're prepared for it, you're still, you know, it's, if, it's not gonna, if, it's not gonna do anything but make you dread that moment. Not if you can make a change. Not if you can yeah, change something about the situation. You can't change it. If you have yeah. knowledge, if knowledge you is have, power. <laughs> if you have the knowledge that you know what I mean, like you said, if I could go back knowing what I know now, what you know now is peppered by trauma. So yeah. if you went back and changed something, yeah, that's true. It's not you're just going to be in one of those like what is it called like one of those loops or whatever. Yeah, time because loop. you're trying to change something that you can't change. Yeah, causality loop. Yeah, I'd be stuck in time. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's not do that. So, okay, so I don't know. I'm just when I think about trauma and you're right, it does shape us. But I think it also creates this unhealthy relationship with our trauma where we go, well, my trauma defines me. So mm-hmm. if my trauma goes away, so does what makes me interesting. Which is Oh, I don't feel that way at all. I know you don't, and I don't feel that way either, but for a long time I did. And I think a lot of people do cling to their trauma I as, do, an, identi- yes, as yes, an identity. I do, yes. I do think that there are a lot of people that do a lot of shit, um, including like self-harming. Oh, yeah. To like hurt themselves. Serious yeah. shit yeah. for attention. Absolutely. I think that trauma is an identity to them. Mm-hmm. and But I also think that a lot of people don't know well what, what we were just talking about. Like, who am I without trauma? That mm-hmm. is an unfathomable thought. Yeah. Because there, there is, for me, I can't go back in time and go, oh, let me think about a happy time where there was no trauma and fuckery. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. 
I don't, you know, that's why we were, we were talking about a previous episode, uh, you know, trauma came up and you and I, Tom, talked about, that's why we thought we really, it was after Saget died. And we were saying yeah. like how we really love Saget and different things that we really hyper-focused on TV-wise as a kid. And it was because we were really focusing on such wholesome stuff because of childhood trauma. Yeah. In my head, that's what I thought life without trauma would be. But I mean, to be fair, like DJ Tanner had trauma. Her mother died really right. young from cancer. And it's just like, we always look at other things, other people's lives and situations and be like, oh, that must be what idyllic life is like. But, you know, we're not counting the fact that she doesn't have a dad. I mean, yeah. she doesn't have a mom. She has a great oh, dad, yeah. but she doesn't have a mom. Well, think about that one show, Valerie. Two great uncles, too. There was a show called Valerie um, that was a, it was like a sitcom. It was a really lighthearted sitcom. And then uh, the, the, the the titular character, go ahead, Mike. Have you ever seen a heavy-handed sitcom? That's all I was going to ask you. No, but I, I was going to say titular, and I was just waiting for you to say something. But you oh, God, no. I was so proud in my own thought there. I, I, <laughs> Damn, I totally man. You missed that. the titular? But I was the one that was literally thinking in I my did. head, yeah. titular. Yeah. What a well, one of us should have said it. Yeah, the, so. the, the, the titular. I don't mean anything nasty. I just think it's a great word. It titular. is a great word. Titular. Titular. Anyway, mm -hmm. the titular character of Valerie... Uh, wasn't getting what she thought she deserved in terms of income so she she basically broke contract and left the show without any warning and so the the end of the beginning this was what the producers did to say fuck you to her they they killed her off in episode one and in episode two of the next se of the same season like the next season they burned the house down so that everything was gone like every trace of valerie and sandy duncan came in as the new lead for the show do you remember that at all yeah. it was fucked up i it fucked me up I don't remember that. yeah it, it fucked me up because it was so dark and uh, uh i don't know a lot of people don't seem to remember that moment but I really liked that show when I was a kid, and then they just of that so killed her off. And it's like, I just thought of my mom dying, and so it was playing off my fears and shit. And then they burned the house down. It was like, wow, this is heavy. Like, super heavy for, like, 8 o'clock on a Sunday night on NBC. Hey, that's when Life, life Goes On came on. Yeah. Well, Sunday night, and you want to talk about heavy, like, okay, so how fucked up was my childhood that my ideal life that I looked at and like yearned for was to be Rebecca Martin or no was it Kelly Mar Kelly Martin's a real name uh, Rebecca was her name on the show Becca and like the whole thing was like like every other show is obviously like every other Shonda Rhimes show anyway it's like nobody's allowed to be happy and this show, like, Corky was her brother, and he had Down syndrome. And Chad Lowe was her boyfriend, Jesse. And that was, like, the love of her life. She ends up marrying him, even, mm -hmm. in the show. And he had HIV, and they literally, like, never... Like, I believe they, like, 
kissed really hard one time and then they were both like oh my god and they were all messed up and freaked out about it because that's how everybody used to think of AIDS. AIDS. speaking yeah. of heavy-handed wasn't 80s and 90s drama on tv like the most heavy-handed shit that you could possibly imagine speaking of life goes on where it was like well these people not only have a terrible life but they were also going to give them an incurable disease and right. Uh, right. quite possibly they'll lose their jobs and and well, you know this will happen whatever it was all like it was never enough it always had to go higher well and also the delivery was so dramatic it wouldn't be like yeah he has cancer It'd be like, he has cancer. <laughs> like the top of the game, the er the early to mid nineties were like when soap operas and shit peaked though. Mm -hmm. And now it's like people, I mean, they're still like, they have their viewership, but it's like, it's not the same. Well, even dramedies, the same. even dramedies that were on back then were like, were like that too. Where you'd be like, this is supposed to be kind of a drama. That's a little bit funny. There's nothing funny about that. I think I think that contemporary television shows like anything from The Sopranos on up to like The Walking Dead and um, <sighs> Mad Men, uh, Breaking Bad, any of those types of shows that have the really, really good writing and tight production values have changed the face of television in such a way that television is taken much more seriously as a medium. So it's more filmic and the writing is a little more on point. Whereas like even sitcoms today, like a lot of them are more believable, even though they take place in a ridiculous satirical world because there's no laugh track and the characters aren't are not self-aware at all whereas in the i don't know in sitcoms it seems like a lot of times it's like i'm the funny one you know it's like you know they're typecast and they're almost like automatons representing a human being which is why i hate shows like friends and you know most of those um you know but i like shows like community and uh parks and rec where it's sort of slice of life shit that's happening you also like shows that haven't been on the air for a while so what i'm just saying i i'd rather watch a good show that's not been on the air for a while than a show that is canned and sh you know phoned in and you know i i just I want to be in, you know, respected intellectually as a viewer, which is. Hey, Tom, you should watch um, I'm a Virgo okay. on Amazon Prime. I will listen to that in the edit and remember to look it up. So tell me about it. Um, well, I mean, like I, uh, it kept coming up and I'm sure it kept coming up because like the algorithm news I have Amazon Prime so it's gonna mm -hmm. like put that into all my little ads and shit everywhere oh 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 I have to okay so uh squirrel, this <laughs> quick is, ADD this is, aside <laughs> this is an ADHD aside okay so um a while back um I started decorating like I'm redecorating our it's not like I moved in here a few years ago and I've just been slowly like redoing everything so I'm redecorating our living room and uh one of the places that I want to redecorate, uh, do something is like this uh, wall. It's where my vinyl is. And like my vinyl is like on these shelves in the living room. And I kind of rotate which uh, records are up there because it's like they're stored there. But and then they're stored like by the record player. But um, I'll pull new ones out, you know, rotate them out so that we can have different things depending on the season. Like 
around Christmas time, all my Christmas vinyl, you know what I mean? All mm -hmm. that sitting out in the little I like shelf. It. And I'm I like it. Doing that. <laughs> so I was like looking for uh, vintage, retro, whatever contact paper. And I started like looking at all this like psychedelic uh, 60s floral shit. I was like, I don't know, man. I think putting something really loud right there behind the vinyl that would just look so bitchin and i put this i saw this one pattern like i don't know like that's i don't know if i like that if it's ugly or if it's both and it's pretty amazing so i just put it in my cart on etsy i was like i'll come back let me think about it and i left it in there for just like a few days and then i slowly watched what i thought was like this unique, you know, pattern or whatever, get filtered in to absolutely everything that the internet showed me. And I mean, even things that I couldn't buy, it just showed me things with that pattern because it knew that that pattern caught my eye. So it knew, ah, okay. So I know she'll respond to this because she, even if she, they knew that even if I bought it for someone else, that I would go, oh, click, oh, what's, and stop and pay attention. And I just think that that's so, that's such a really good example of, I know it's like cookies, cash, blah, blah, all that. I know how it works, but it's just so insidious, just how every little move we yeah. make is just, re I mean, even now, there's <laughs> shit we say is probably getting populated and a fucking cloud in the sky where it's like once we meet a certain criteria like they pull the crank like pulls the crank and we go through the fucking shoot you know yeah. like that she figured it out pull yeah. the crank. i i feel like when ai takes over it's not gonna kill us off it's just gonna keep selling us product it's like we've already got a good oh, thing yeah. in place here we don't need it for all we know the ai is already in charge and we just don't realize it because we're all too fucking dumb to see what's right under our noses all i know is that is that right now the tech is so good that they're creating art that i mean right now everyone's oh, they'll never replace artists yeah right fuck it right now there's tech so good i think within the next 10 years my job as an editor will be completely replaced on a lower level for like youtubers and stuff by ai software I think that YouTubers, at least, will be relying on that shit. I think it'll get started in the ho in Hollywood, and it'll just trickle down. Hollywood, you, Hollywood. I think everything will be um, everything in the future. I a thousand percent believe will be curated by machines. Yeah. Whether it is our healthcare, whether it is our education, whether it's our I'm trying to think our job everything machines are going to take over and i believe that and i mean to me there's no other like people go oh it's the machines are going to take over and blah, blah blah no i mean like the machines need us right i truly believe yeah and i think that what it's going to end up being is where it's like you even like the doctor like you'll go up to a kiosk or you'll scan your, or and you'll enter you'll you'll say your this one goes words. in your mouth and this one goes in your butt right like you, <laughs> oh, you'll wait, have wait, to, wait, wait. No, to do no. stuff like that wait <laughs> other way around oh some <laughs> assholes got my pen um 
but I think that it's going to become a luxury to deal with a person. Yeah. Whether that is, oh, a person edited my book. Oh, a person edits this podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be a poor thing if you made something, right? I think it's going to become where- A status symbol. If you're good at something, that that commodity is going to like it's it's that's what's going to be a commodity is that is that you can do something that people want a human touch on right you know right. and there's going to be tons of people tons of elitists rich elitists that think that their machines what they predict and what they do is, is it's the best right mm-hmm. but i think that like vinyl remember when vinyl was like kitschy yeah. And it was like, oh, throwback. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And but then now, people started figuring out that the sound quality was so good that now artists are all the time are putting out stuff on vinyl. Right. So now yeah. that absolutely resurrected vinyl. And vinyl is probably the most expensive yeah. uh, audio medium you can buy yeah. now. Yeah. And most exclusive everything. Best sound, all of it. I think it's going to be like that in the future. You're a monster. The hell is wrong with you? My monster of the week uh, is um, is McDonald's. Okay. How dare you make such delicious food that's so bad for me? And then caption that by bringing in stuff periodically that you know I'm going to come and buy because it's like a limited edition uh, like this, this grimace shake that's going on right now, which is a very blueberry-like shake, and the McRib and the uh, Shamrock Shake and the delicious Christmas pies and everything. You fucking monsters! You know exactly how to get to me. Same thing with um, with Wendy's for that matter, and that delicious uh, mint uh, frosty that they had last year. Oh, so good. And they always have different flavors now. I wish they'd do a Neapolitan, though, because they have strawberry and they have chocolate and then they have vanilla in the off season. Like they should really have all three of them available. If we're going to if I can piggyback off of that idea, um, I, I also feel that when a re- when, a, when a restaurant like takes away some of their signature dishes that they've had for like decades, just takes them off the menu completely. And it's like you go there. And you're like, yeah, can I get like a chicken cordon bleu? You go to Arby's and when I get the chicken cordon bleu, I'm sorry, we don't have that anymore. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you have chicken, you have Swiss cheese, you have Dijon mustard, honey mustard, and you have bacon. Oh, and I'm certain, certainly you have ham. Hey, you so can definitely cobble something together you here. You put it together, but because it's not in your menu anymore, it's not an item. So you can't make it. And it's like, I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass. I'm just like annoyed that why did they take that sandwich away? What was wrong with it? The hell? Well, what was wrong with it is that people liked it and yeah. they were like, ha ha ha, we can play off of them and bring it back in six months and then they'll buy 10 of them instead of two, you know, or something. Yeah, well, it's just late stage capitalism bullshit is what it is. It's just another example of how can we commoditize everything so everything everything dude someone pointed out to me the other day so there's a a dispensary in pennsylvania i can't remember the name of it but uh (laughs) they have isn't that funny (laughs) 
I'll let you regain your composure. Yo, yo, there's this dispensary in Pennsylvania. It's great. I can't remember the name of it. Hey, I'm, just, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that you can't remember the name of a dispensary right now. Well, apparently they have like a wheel of savings. So you spin the wheel and it tells mm. you how much percent you get off. And the guy was the guy who mentioned it was like, um, how insulting is that? That as a patient, someone who's like recovering from something and needs cannabis to feel better, to feel well at all, to be able to function. And it's like, well, here's here's your lucky chance to get more off your medicine, you stupid shithead consumer. You know, it's very insulting. And I was like, yeah, that is insulting, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I want savings too, but I spin the wheel. It's a carnival game. I mean, game. yes and no. If I got like 50% off of something or 75% off something, I wouldn't think that was stupid. But why can't they offer that to everyone then? I, I don't because, know. Because it's a fucking way for them to make profit overall. It brings well, more well, customers I think the whole the thing when you break it down to its most basic is here's proof positive that you can take the price of something down by 75 percent and, and still, still make, make money profit. off of it. Yeah. So that's, that's where right. the actual problem lies. That's right. You that, know, it's the whole thing is broken. Yeah. The whole damn thing is broken. They're making making way too much money off of people who need medication. It's the same with insulin. Well, pharmaceuticals it's the same are exactly EpiPens. the same, dude. Yeah. 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 And meanwhile, they'll dump opium on you in every form that they can. And it, also, one thing I can tell you that I know for certain is when you get a medication that works, uh, nine times out of ten, regardless of how generic the thing is or how available it was before, it. either your insurance won't cover it or the place you typically get it from. Oh, we aren't getting a supply right now because there was a holdup somewhere and yeah. we're, we're back ordered. That yep. was the one that of my favorite things was, oh, well, it's been back ordered. And I'm like, how are you back ordering something that I need to to live a functional, you know, right. life? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had the same problem and yeah. I had to move to a different. Now I'm with the VA and they just mail me everything. And I don't even have to well, think about it. Seeing as how I have no service in, I yeah. can't really use that one. Right. <laughs> but well, Hey, my friend's a VA. Does this thing work like that crazy insurance does? <laughs> uh, Monster of the week. My monster of the wait. Is this supposed to be lighthearted? <laughs> it, can it can be. be. It can be. But if you have got to some, be? it doesn't have to be. No. I okay. feel like I know what you might be about to talk about. So, um, my monster of the week is uh gonna be Congress. Yeah. Um, and. I don't know. They're just my monster of the week every week. I've like really morphed into, you know, that angry uh, older person that you used to listen to rant and just be like, dude, God, oh, chill, you know? And mm -hmm. I, yeah. 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 I get you. I get you. I thought you were going to say the Supreme Court. But, I, I, mean, I, I just I could not decide yeah. which I like which one, but ultimately, like uh, I think Congress does a lot more damage than the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um. But they're both they're both in the doghouse for me. I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm just like I've I've definitely reached the point of uh, adulthood where I do to a certain degree really have to disconnect from a lot of stuff on a regular basis because yeah. I'm so I have so much trauma in my past that um 
I run so electric hot, you know, mm -hmm. uh, empathy wise. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'll read something or I'll, you know, hear something that's happened to somebody. And it just makes me like kind of go into a little rabbit hole and, you know, disappear for a few hours. Uh, ruminating on shit that I can't change. Mm -hmm. or, or even um, control, yeah. And yeah. I've just got to get more plugged into, you know, me, my reactions, my... The like moment. This the moment. Is, is all I can control. Yeah, That's it. You, you can only be in the moment and you can only really choose how you respond to things and that's there's there's a lot of wisdom in knowing that but to put it yeah. into action is wholly different than knowing yeah it. yeah and and it's a daily struggle it's an hourly struggle i look at it as every single option every single choice rather is an option to select a more peaceful way of going through things yeah but when and 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 that seems like okay well that seems very rote and mechanical but if you do that for a while when you really get angry it's a lot easier to switch tracks and go, I'm not going to be angry about this mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, cause you know yourself better and meditation helps, breathing exercises help, yoga helps, weed helps, mm -hmm. <laughs> all these things I recommend. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe the monster of the week is, uh, capitalism. I don't know. That's the monster that of capitalism a lot. That was but, me. Monster of the year is 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 capitalism as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Probably. Because yeah. I mean that's exactly what has perverted, you know, Congress. Mm -hmm. That's what's perverted the Supreme Court. The mm -hmm. you know, bribes and bullshit and lobbying and I don't think uh, capitalism is what perverted Matt Gates. I think there was something completely different uh -huh. involved there. Yeah, there was a little something else going on there yeah. for sure. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Yeah. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just lost ten listeners. Oh my god. They all love Matt you, Gates. Did you think it you think we had a bunch of Matt Gates fans? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm saying I want to unsubscribe from that imagery. Yeah. yeah. Oh gotcha. Like, gotcha. Not it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh okay. Yeah. I mean it just it's just when you look at all these people, you look at all these people in power and you just, it's almost like a clown show. Like when I watch it, I'm like, they're all just playing this game with each other. It's like this stupid fucking dance where they're all, and I just picture them all dressed up in grease paint. Like, oh, 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 I'm going to throw you under the bus this week, you know, but they all play golf together. It's all a joke. It's all a fucking joke. It's all put on for us. Yeah. And it's all a goddamn game. And it's a lovely show to try to for them yeah. to you know to prove to us that they're doing something and right. earning that money that they right. you know right. bilk Listen, off of everything. Trump showed up at the, the Hillary Clinton or thing, like, like like showed up at the like I think it was like Chelsea Clinton's wedding or something. He showed up at, and they were f great friends and everything was great. And then now they were monstrous enemies when they were running against each other. I'm not saying that you know hillary clinton's some bad person i'm just saying that it's not uh it, the, the story we're being sold about these people and how they feel about each other is not necessarily reflective of reality it's a little yeah. puppet show we're being shown and and it's silly it's ridiculous and we should know better by now we should know better i, and go, I think it's a i think it's a lot like uh 
you said clowns, but I think um, the first, probably the first two seasons of House of Cards mm-hmm. are like oh, piece of ma- masterwork. Masterwork. The best, the best explanation for what it's probably like behind the scenes. Um, yeah. And along with like how they're like, well, you tell that motherfucker he owes me a, uh, this, that, or the other. And I'm mm-hmm. not bailing him out the next time his kid is drunk driving in the Ozarks. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. I think all of that is 100% in line with how it is. Uh, one of the things that I watched um, that was, I, I really liked um, was the, uh, God, what was it called? Uh, anyway, it was a documentary about uh, the rush at um, Bama in Tuscaloosa. Okay. I think it was called Bama Rush. Maybe it's just so generic. I... Anyway. Bama Rush Bama. sounds like a different uh, flavor of mixed drink that you can get at bars in the South. Or like a... Or a strain of weed. What no, would, okay, no, yeah, no, yeah. like a... Uh, hold on what real quick That's aside what would, if it was a mixed drink what would be in bama rush i'm thinking it's got to be some kind of well, southern comfort obviously yeah Rehypnol. southern comfort Rehypnol. <laughs> a little splash of jack daniels i don't think that goes with anything because i think jack daniels tastes like shit yeah it does. it's got to be in there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and probably and, and, like a grenadine Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe some tanker ray uh, and then for some Inexplicably reason and then coconut. for some reason some fucking kalua <laughs> just to just to cement it all together as it fucking congeals in the bottom like a cement mixer god oh. all right so my monster of the week is people oh, wait, who... wait 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 i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry before you start the i <laughs> I said, I said the thing about Bama Rush because they brought up Bama Rush. Um, all of the uh, they brought up the machine at where where in Alabama it's called the machine. The version of it that Bush was in was Skull and Bones. Okay. Okay. And it talks a lot about these secret societies, mm-hmm. and they they start at the collegiate level, and. Um, Old boy networks. I a thousand percent believe that, like, you know, the same social conditioning that I go through is obviously not the same social conditioning that um, a very wealthy person goes through. But it's like literally that documentary talked about a lot of the skull and bone stuff that, you know, is a lot of it's confirmed now. Like back then it was like this big conspiracy theory. And I don't want to get like all QAnon because... (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> um, it's hard to talk about things like that without sounding like, like a kook yeah i yeah, know what you feeling mean like people are going to start thinking you're going off and queuing on territory and that's not what i'm talking about at all well um, that's an unfortunate side effect of talking about uh, uh any kind of conspiracy whether it's a big one or a small one or it's whether it's crazy or it's completely right. plausible there are plenty of real conspiracies definitely but right. there's always going to be someone in the room who's going to go and that's proof of the reptilian alien overlords that and you're going to go right no no that's not what i'm talking about please 
Yeah, there was like a, a infographic that um, went around um, a while back and I was like, yes, that's exactly it. And like, there was like a layer to it that was like conspiracy theories that uh, could could end up being true. Like that was one layer of it. And then the very end of it, which is like crazy extreme. I was like reptilian uh, Jewish species into the world like all of that mm -hmm. stuff is at the end and i'm like okay okay so there is yeah. a separation. there is definitely separation but unfortunately someone hears you say something and they immediately equate you with a tinfoil hat or a QAnon or one of these other yeah, people or a label like republican yeah. or democrat or whatever but don't yeah. you think that at least and this might sound a little paranoid but don't you think at least on some level that might be by design Oh, like absolutely. That... It's just that was just a manual algorithm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. we're on the fucking information highway and mm -hmm. the algorithm has been industrialized just like right. we were industrialized as a people and we started moving towards machines and factories and all that stuff. Now our algorithm is industrialized, mm -hmm. right? Uh used to it was like our old algorithm were our labels, right? right. They were right. just our organizations. Right. You know, well, now, like you said before, you you had alluded to this, the conversations we're having right now will inform our phones. Our phones will inform all the different mm -hmm. cookies that are on our phones. 100%. And then and then when I'm surfing on Amazon later on, it's just going to suggest that I buy psychedelic looking fractal looking paisley style contact paper for my right. stair risers because i'm looking for something right. cool you know and you had mm -hmm. brought up contact paper so it was already on my mind and right. i did that experiment that you tried i haven't looked at it yet but i i did the oh, experiment I, forgot I told you that yeah I where I, I, I put an that. item in my cart and i've left it in there i've gotten like five notifications a, a week saying uh you have an unread message from the seller and i'm like oh god i feel bad i don't want to look at it because like, i never had any intention of buying it i just <laughs> did it for your experiment right well, i just wanted you to see like how it kind of wiggled its way into your world and maybe yeah. it was because i don't know maybe it's because i'm a basic person mm. uh like i this i don't in think the past so week, i had a family member tell me um that I was a giant disappointment and I was, uh, what was it? Uh, a, a trend chaser that I followed every trend and I wasn't my own person. I wasn't an individual. And if my mother was alive, she'd be hugely disappointed. Well, first of all, wow. none of that is true. Second of all, that offends me on a deeply heavy level that they're going to talk about your deceased mother in yeah. any kind of way. So my personal opinion of that, and I hope they're listening, is fuck that person, cut them out of your life. You don't need them. Um, Whoever they are. I will say they're going through uh, some mental health stuff. Okay. Well, okay. Um, but all I'll, right. All right. What I told them, what I told them, well, I told their their partner. I'll say this. I, I told their partner. I said, listen, um, uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up that I blocked this person um on social media uh they are not blocked on my phone um and i would appreciate it if you could like kind of keep me updated on them but right now um their mental state and i went into detail and named examples and showed some like i was like here's a few examples 
this, regardless of what your opinion is on it, and regardless of if you're, you know, like, if you're on your partner's side, I get that. I'm not asking you to pick a side, but I'm telling you that I personally can't do that right now. Um, mm -hmm. Just for my own mental health and uh, boundaries and stuff, like, that's not, I can't, I can't do that right now. I've got, right. I'm spinning too many plates. I've got too much going on. And being his like punching bag, you know, uh, and being verbally like eviscerated by this person every single time I interact with them. I was like, I can't do that. Right. I can't let it's not water off a duck's back right now. Like it usually is like, I just can't do that. Yeah. Um, you just don't have the bandwidth for it right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's a really, I need to be as succinct as that. <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the manner. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. You, and so, yeah. yeah. I get and it. I was like, when when he gets more stable, a hundred percent. And I was like, and I don't want you to, I don't want him or you to think that I'm turning my back. Um, I kept them on my social media, but removed the other person. Hmm. But like, he tried to like call me through somebody else. I'd say about four days ago, like really late at night, like I <laughs> just screaming, and I'm like, what, like. Why would I answer the phone to that? Who does that? No. But no, I mean, the, this person, whoever it is, this person clearly needs some intervention of some kind. Right. Just like we're talking about with your stalker. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I have empathy. Mm -hmm. And I have another friend that I love dearly who's long distance from me going through a horrible time right now. They're like homeless and stuff. And I can't really like help them. You know, it's like, uh, if I were single and didn't have a child and, or didn't have children, you know, there's lots of mitigating circumstances that can come into play when you're trying to help somebody. And like, when you get older uh, and have, <laughs> excuse me, and have other people in your life and stuff, you just can't, you can't have people around you that are maybe like mentally unstable or, you know, using drugs and stuff like that. And I don't mean like spanky, fun, happy drugs. I mean like scary, Hard, yeah. hardcore drugs. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Or like they're eating psychedelics every day, which is something I used to do. And uh, it wasn't good for you. It wasn't, it's not good for your connection with reality. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, and if I'm you're, when it's if, microdose. Well, microdosing's different. I'm talking about high level doses every day or every three days, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was smoking salvia on a daily or <laughs> weekly basis for about six months. And I was, and I, I'm also bipolar and I had a total psychotic break. I thought I was the second coming of Christ. I thought that everything I believed was true. And I, and, and, and I never realized the irony of that belief system until I came out of it. And I have never gotten to that place again. I was 33 years old and I went into rehab for a few, like about a month to clear my head. And it didn't clear but my head. I didn't know about that. We're the stalker. I feel like completely <laughs> out of it. <laughs> well, I mean, the only way to keep that from that from happening is to keep coming on the show. I think you got to keep inviting me, Sport. Michael, yeah. you had your hand up. I did. I, I wanted to see if I could if I could say something because I've been trying to since way back when. I, 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 but I you go, got, what please. you guys have been saying has been good enough. But I'm just like I don't want to interrupt you. I want you to break and then be like, hey, what are we gonna say? But uh, when right. you said Skull and Bones and Machine, it made me think first off of Burt Kreischer. Yeah, I thought that too, the machine. But 
the other thing that it made me imagine was a southern version of of skull and bones being a bunch of huckleberry finn looking ass people fucking wearing like cut off jeans and straw hat and no shirt on straw hanging out their mouth and shit i don't know why yeah for some reason i picture jeb bush <laughs> hey shirtless jeb bush is a gift to no one no please please clap please clap no, here's what it says. Um, the machine, the former Alpha Row chapter of Theta New Epsilon. I thought you were going to say Ku Klux Klan for a second. Same difference. Um, yeah, at really. the University of Alabama is a coalition of panhellenic. Is it panhellenic? <sighs> panhellenic sororities and IFC and NPHC fraternities that formed a secret society with some degree of influence over campus and Alabama state politics. Ugh. Ah, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that these fucking assholes just get given whatever they want, and then they just get immediate control of everything they're around. So they go to school. Oh, I don't like this policy. Well, me and my little buddies are just going to make it so that policy goes away and I get away with whatever I want. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to rape this girl and then I'm not going to take any kind of repercussions oh, for and, it. Oh, and, and the justice system also said, well, we don't want to ruin the rest of his life for one poor decision. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. meanwhile, the poor girl the has to live the rest of her life. It would actually go to trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it would ever go to trial. No, someone's going to get money in their pocket. <laughs> And people will forget that, yeah, that guy is a serial rapist and probably a sociopath. I mean, clearly a sociopath. And, oh boy, now they're in Congress. Oh, look at them. They're vying for the Senate. Oh, oh they're all the way to the presidential race. Oh boy. Another, and they represent me. Oh, that's the person I want representing me in government. Yeah. You know, we talk about how great like Biden is, but look back at some of the shit he's done and said. He's no prize either. No. He's the uh, best uh, shot we've lesser got. Lesser of right two now. evils, bro. That was lesser it. of two evils. But he yes. was in he was and probably still is a huge asshole. And and that's just true of all of them, unfortunately. You just can't yeah. escape it. I don't but think I, you get into politics without being a huge asshole. I really to be don't honest. think so. Even people that get into it and have noble you know, um, intentions. plans and intentions, etc., end up turning into assholes because it's an asshole factory. It is. I I, I want to go on to the my monster of the week, but I really want to quickly say about John Fetterman. Like, I feel like John Fetterman, like right after he got elected into the Senate, he had a nervous breakdown and spent six months in a mental institution. And I think the reason why is because you realize that he was not going to be able to get through that unscathed. That be that it was that bad. I really, truly believe that because I really think that John Fetterman is one of the true good guys. I believe Fetterman is also a good guy, but I also don't know his history well enough to speak on whether he had a nervous breakdown because of his perceived lack of ability. I think that uh, that going from being a highly successful mayor and turning an entire city around and then getting a taste of success on the coattails of the governor at a state level. Uh, probably gave him some grandiose feelings and he probably is unaccustomed to the fact that he can't get anything done right now but or at all yeah. really let's be quite honest yeah, he'll he never get feel, anything done he's but feeling I, helpless he's yeah feeling but helpless. I, I i don't know that that's necessarily the case i think that there's other stuff going on there that we don't know about and we'll never know about but yeah. uh 
I give yeah. the man a pass because I do think that he is genuinely a good man. Good. He's genuinely yeah. good. Yeah. You know, like a... like Bob Casey Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, another dude. I have nothing bad to say about him. I've met him personally. Dude drives around in his own vehicle uh, that he pays for the gas on and everything else and drives his assistants around with him. I mean, that speaks volumes to me. But it's unfortunate then that there's those people being as good as they are are essentially powerless. They're they're placeholders. They're that's, placeholders. That's all. They, yeah, yeah. Until someone more progressive on a higher level comes along. But, or or until there's a majority that's able to actually get something done, I think, right. uh, is the way that it goes. Yeah, they're just holding a place there because now this is staked out as our territory and yeah. you fuckers can't have it and we're going to do everything against you just like you do everything against us and you know that's the well, way it's the political intrigue game that i have no interest in whatsoever yeah but let me move on to my monster of the week mine is a little less uh heavy mine is simply people who are you're in the grocery store right and someone is in the aisle and their cart is halfway through the aisle and they're standing there like a lump staring at the applesauce and you want to get by and you have to go excuse me ex- excuse me i'm sorry and then if they're not paying attention, you have to move their cart and then they look at you like you are some kind of wild maniac for moving their cart. Have you been shopping around me lately? Because I stopped and started at the applesauce last time I was at the store. Did you? Were you an inconsiderate prick about it? Um, for a moment, perhaps. Well, everyone can be for a moment. I give anyone a pass. But when you're when you're hard about it, when you're like, I'm going to straight oh, up double down. I was definitely down. hard during that. No, I mean, yeah. like, if you're going to straight it up double. there. If you're going to double down. You fucking freak. Uh, if you're going to double down on it, like, oh, no, I'm definitely going to be in your way now because you want to get by. You're a fucking prick. You're a monster. Sauces get my mojo working, man. Do they? So I'll say, yeah. Sauces get my sauces flowing. Sauces? What kind sauce. of What kind of sauce do you like, Mike? I do love applesauce. I'm going to be quite frank. It's, it's some of my favorite. I like Ugh. marinara sauce personally. Good mm, marinara, marinara sauce. sauce. Definitely well, Alfredo sauce. Oh, Alfredo Girl, sauce. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. The sauce that was in that cheese stick that I had tonight for dinner. Mwah. Yeah? Yeah. It was the fucking cheese, delicious. The cheese whiz. Yeah. I, I I may have whizzed some cheese after eating that. I don't know how or why, but it felt right. And it also had like provolone on it too. So it was like two different kinds of cheese nice. melding together. Oh, How about some uh, yum yum sauce? Yum yum, of course, of course. Yum yum, bro. Sauce. You can't forget about yum yum sauce. That goes on. Are you talking about food or something else? No, we're talking about food. Oh, we, this, yeah. is uh, a, this is a podcast. I, I don't staple. call mine yum yum sauce. I call it. Oh, thank you very much for even considering letting that anywhere near you sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I usually discard it in a piece of toilet paper in the toilet sauce. I don't know. There's something no. like that. You know. Man sauce. It's a sock. You just use a sock. Crusty <laughs> sock sauce. Yeah. New England clam <laughs> chow sock sauce. Is that the red or the white? <laughs> I never remember that. What was the name of that stalker you had, dude? <laughs> Remember the stalker on the internet that you oh had? Oh my god. The crazy you one. Had a <laughs> yeah, I had a stalker. Okay, this is a good story. So I was running a site called Internal Shirt and I got the idea for Internal Shirt. Hold on, Lindsay's left the room. 
<laughs> um, the irony of wearing a dare shirt sometimes just yeah. uh, I love it. Anyway, so this this site was based on a, a podcast that I like uh, by Rich Fulcher and, and Albert Gaith uh, called uh, Gone Riffin. In one of the episodes, they just idly mentioned they were talking about a game night. He's like, "How do you? Why the fuck do you go to a game night? What are we gonna? We need to tell people I, I'm gonna play Internal Shirt. That gets people to a game night. We're all gonna play Internal Shirt." And I just thought that was funny, so I named my website that. And in one of the uh, one of the uh, articles I wrote, I was looking at self-published books on Amazon, and I actually bought them and, and read them. And then I, re- I wrote about them. And one of them, uh, the author, was apparently um, insane and began to lock on to me and then to Mike and then to another friend of ours. And uh, yeah. it just uh, like say all this crazy shit like we were Satan worshippers and that we were sexually harassing her and all this stuff. And she went as far as to post my information on this revenge website and then register 15 or 20 separate accounts to continually post about how all the horrible stuff that I supposedly did. None of which was true. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it was some of the most ridiculous off the wall out of left field shit. Well, finally I was like, all right, well, I know who this really is. Like I had figured out who it was. I won't say her name here because I don't want to summon the devil. But I wrote an email to her saying, listen, I know who you are and I know what's happening here. And I, 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 I don't want any more to do with you. But I understand that you have some sort of personality disorder and that you're trying to defend yourself and I just want peace. And the next thing she posted on her website is I have decided not to sue Tom and Mike. And then that was it. Like, she what did was, like, she always used to call you? I can't remember. Uh, she, well, she called me uh, Ladybug, King Ladybug. Like King Ladybug, that's yeah, right. <laughs> she called me King Ladybug. I never understood that. Like in retrospect, I understand I never should have engaged with her because it's pretty clear to me that she had some kind of like um what is the term for it now it used to be called multiple dis- um, personality disorder um talking about dissociative identity dissociative disorder? identity disorder i'm pretty sure that i was dealing with several of her alters and that one of them was a protector and that was the person who was writing these blog posts and that protector was very very poor at trash talk very poor at trash talk great she, king ladybug she called she called my wife bounce check because my last name is Cash, and my wife read that and thought it was the funniest thing in the world. You know, I never made that connection until now. That is pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> in a, in a really, really dumb way. In a dumb way. Yeah. But, yeah, it was very strange. Like, she was, she stalked me for a couple of years. Like, it kept it kept coming up. Like, she would pop up in my feed yeah. and, and be like, be like uh what kind of horrors we were you know allegedly doing at that point it was like lady all i'm doing is making entertainment i'm really sorry that i offended you with talking about your book it was very rude of me and in, re- in retrospect it was a shitty kind of easy article to write it was low great low hanging fruit i i shouldn't have even bothered with it but <laughs> you know you, you, you grow and you learn right but wow, that was 
That was a disturbing couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to keep talking about this, but I just looked at the clock and we are out of time. So that's going to have to be a story for another time. Thanks for joining us for Story Time with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like student loan forgiveness. Which means we're going to give it to you and then take it right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you don't want it. You don't want this good money. Yeah, yeah. bye, fuckers. Yeah, you got to dance for it. Bye.